0: Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, The Testament of Jesus, Breaking Down the Walls. Presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on April twenty third, 2017. Thank you, Jesus. Right?
1: Right. All right. You know, we're here this morning to, to lift up holy hands and to to worship our God and our King, to, to, to praise Him, even for the toughest moments in life. And so this morning, what I'd like to do as we continue in our series, The Testament of Jesus, uh, I want to look at the book of Joshua. So if you would grab your Bibles, if you haven't already, your your iPhones, your iPads, whatever you use, there's Bibles under the chairs there if you need a Bible. And I want you to know, um, the Bibles that are there under the chair, um, if you need one, you can take one with you. If you know someone that might need a Bible or you want to bless someone, with that, um, we'd love for you to take. We have plenty of them, and God will provide even more for us um, as we share His word with those around us, those that we love um, in our community and around the world. So, so welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm a little excited here. I've got a little too much coffee this morning. <laughs> so, I had to take that deep breath. I want to ask you a question Have you ever hit a wall? Yeah, I I think for all of us, if not in this moment, at some point in our life, we've all come against a wall. We've hit a moment or a place or a time in our life where we just feel like we're not moving forward. We have nowhere to go and we're faced with this wall. We see it in front of us and we're really not understanding why this wall is in front of us. We really truly don't know what's going on and why we're here in this moment. Well, as we look at this story in Joshua, the Israelites came up against a wall. They hit a wall. God led them to the promised land. He was guiding them through it. They crossed the Jordan River. And now they're at a place where God is kind of ordaining a moment in their life. He's asking them to do some very specific things. But what's interesting about this is that, that he brings them to this great wall, the great wall of Jericho. And many of us have heard the story. We sang songs in, in Sunday school. But what we see here in this passage, in this story, it's a story of God's faithfulness. See, God has made some promises to his people. He is committed to carry them and to show them and bring them to the Holy Land. Bring them to a place of rest. Bring them to a place where he wants them. But we see in this story that there's some things that have to be done. They have to face some things, sometimes tough things in their life, tough moments. They have to face the wall. And it's interesting how that's so reflective of who we are as we follow God, as we walk with God, as we listen to Him as He guides us, is that there's moments in time where God will bring us to these certain places and He'll ordain these moments where we face some tough things in life. And so in our story today, we're going to hopefully, my prayer is, get a better understanding what I want us to do is, is get a, a better understanding of those moments and why God brings us to these places, why he allows these things in our lives, and what he wants to do, not only in us, but it, what he wants to do through us. Will you pray with me? Father, we, we thank you this morning that we get to open up your word. Lord, that we, we can seek your counsel and gain a, a better understanding of the things that you have for us, Father. Father, I know many in this room are are facing a wall, and that wall is huge. And I know many of us will face walls to come. Lord, but I pray in those moments that we would look to you, that we would look for understanding. And Lord, that you would guide us and counsel us and show us how to face that wall, how to be conquerors, to overcome knowing that you are faithful in all of this, that you are ordaining these moments, that you are guiding us in all of this. Everything that goes on around us is all a part of your plan. Your plan to restore us and to redeem us all in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for this. And we ask that you would open our hearts, that you would clear our minds, and that you would renew our spirits so that we can hear you clearly this morning. Lord, we love you and praise you, and we do it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So in Joshua chapter 6, I want to read the first seven verses. Everybody there? We good to go? It'll be up on the screen also. Starting in Joshua chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside, because the people of Israel. None went out, and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's, ram's horn before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with a ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, go forward, march, march around the city and let the armed men pass on before the ark of the Lord. See, in this story, what we see here is God is setting the stage. He is ordaining the moments. He is guiding the people and he's telling them exactly what he wants them to do. We see in verses 1 and 2, he says, Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. He had brought the people there to surround the city. And he said, None went out and none came in. And then he says this to Joshua. He says, See, I have given you Jericho into your hand. And it's king and mighty men of valor. See, God is setting the stage He lays his hand upon Joshua and the people. He sets the stage for them and he's offering them guidance and he's showing them exactly what he wants them to do. It's interesting to note here that that as you see the scenery around you, as you see the things transpiring for the Israelites and then you look at your own life. You think about the people that are around you. You think about the things that are going on in your own life. And we have to kind of see it as God setting this stage. He's preparing you for a very specific moment. And He wants to do some very specific things in your life. You know, as I I read this story this week, I couldn't help to think about actors and actresses. You know, they, they, they come and they're set and they, they know exactly what they're gonna do in their performance. You know, they come and there's the storyline, the title of what's gonna happen. And as they do that, they have people behind the scenes working on the set, steadying it all up and preparing for one very specific moment. And it's neat to see because every individual has a part to play in that. The stage is set and everyone comes together and they do their specific task. It's set into motion. And that's what God is doing here. He's setting the stage and He's showing the people, He's showing you and I, His faithfulness in this. He's doing His part to fulfill the promises that He's made, not only to the people of Israel, but to the people that that are the Gentiles, to you and I to those that would follow Him and live life for Him. I want to ask you this morning, what does your stage look like? Where are you at in the essence of understanding what God has set before you and the people that He's placed around you? I want us to think about how God has ordained the moments that we have in life. Many of us come to a place where we encounter individuals, we encounter people, and we think that they're just there because we need to use them to buy something or to get something or because they provide a service for us or we provide a service for them. But the fact of the matter is God is very intentional. That the stage that he has set around you, the people that he's brought into your life are very specific. And not only is he going to use you to help them, but he's going to use them to help you. See, God ordains these moments for us and he offers us his promises promises in this. See, what happens here, as we look at our stage and we look at the things that God has given us, He is reminding us of His faithfulness. He is reminding us of His promises. When you look at the passage here, He says, I have given you Jericho and all of the kings and all of the men of valor. It's already done. The stage is set. See, and as we read God's word, we see a couple of things that we can rest in, the promises that God has given us as his people. I love what it says in Exodus 14, 14. It says, The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. And then in Isaiah forty nine ten, he says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is setting the stage. He has offered us his promises. He is guiding us down the path. He is showing us exactly where he wants us to go. You know, I I wonder in this moment, as as God tells Joshua what he's going to do, I wonder at this moment that Joshua remembers God's promise for him. Back in chapter 1, Verse 9. Do you guys remember that? We talked about that a few weeks ago. God's promise for Joshua was this. He says, I have commanded you. He's telling you, I have set before you the stage and I want you to do these things. And he says, be strong and courageous. Do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You wonder if in that moment when Joshua saw this huge wall of Jericho as he as he went before the people and he said, this is what God wants us to do. You wonder if he was remembering the promise that God made him when God called him and said, I'm going to use you and I'm going to do great things in you and through you. And this I command you to be strong and courageous and to remember that I will be with you wherever I send you, wherever you go. Do you remember God's promises for your life? Are there, are there some passages, some, some scripture from God's word that, that maybe you rest in as, as a promise for your life? You know, I remember When my dad passed away, I was only about 20 years old and it was probably one of the toughest moments, probably one of the biggest walls that I ever hit in my life. You know, for many years after that, I struggled through a lot of emotions, a lot of things in my life. But I remember that God always gave me a promise. You know, in that moment, that promise was Romans 8, 28. I was reminded that God loves me and that he has plans for me. And that as he as he justifies me, as he works in my life, he's going to use some, do some things great in my life. He's going to help me to understand that love for me. You guys have a promise that you look to in those moments when you hit the wall. Well, I'm going to encourage you. If you don't, open up God's Word, and His Word is filled with promises. God God offers us a stage, a setting. And they're filled with his promises. See, God ordains these moments. And what's neat about this, and I love it, I got this from another pastor. He says it like this. He says, we fight from victory, not for victory. See, because of God's promises, we fight from victory. God has already promised that we are victorious. See, what he said here to Joshua, he's saying, hey, you're already victorious. He says, you're not fighting for victory, you're fighting from victory. See, what God told me when my dad died, when he reminded me about Romans 8, 28, he says, you're not fighting for victory, you're fighting from victory. But there is a fight, there is something that we have to do, and that brings us to the next part of what he's telling the people here, is that God gives the commands... See, God's commands are very specific, just like His promises are. Listen to what it says in in the next few verses, 3 through 5. See, God's commanding them here. He says, You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city, once. And then He says, You shall do this for six days, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, Ram's horns before the ark. And then on the seventh day, you shall again march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout. And not only shout, but they shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up and everyone straight before him. See, God gives us the command. You, you got to imagine when, when Joshua heard this, when he shared this with the people, the people were probably like, what? <laughs> Six times, and then one time, and then what? <laughs> a horn, and then we've got to wait. But we see here are a few things that we should take note of is that just like for the Israelites, for you and I, God's commands are very specific. See, God isn't a God of disorder and chaos. God is a God of order, and His commands are specific for you and I. See, God tells us exactly what He wants us to do. Listen to what it says in Psalm 32.8. God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. See, in this, God has given us the commands. He's telling us what to do. Now we just need to follow the script. We need to be obedient in doing what God wants us to do. And the other thing that we see here, the second thing that we should know, is that it's in God's timing that we should trust I don't know about you guys, but whenever I hit a wall or a tough moment, man, I, I want it fast. I want it done and over with quickly. You know, How, how many of you guys ever have uh, gone to reheat your pizza, put it in for like a minute, and then it comes out cold? How frustrated do we get, right? I'm like, man, I got to put it in for another 30 seconds. Are you kidding me? It should be warm after a minute. Right? I'm telling you. I think about when I was a little kid and those little pot pies we used to get. Do you guys remember that? I'm dating myself a little bit, but little pot pies and they used to take like an hour, right? Like now they take like a three minutes or something like that. But that, that's sometimes how we are with God, aren't we? I mean, we want Him to respond immediately. We want Him to, to listen to us. When we should be listening to Him, we should be following His commands. I mean, think about what the people probably thought when they heard all of this stuff. March around one day, every day for six days. Blow some trumpet horns. What is God telling you? How is He commanding you to live your life? What are some of the things that He's telling you to do right now in this moment, this last week? Are you trusting in his timing? Are you, are you leaning on those promises that he's given us? See, that's challenging for us in our humanity. That's hard for us in our humanity because we come and we live in a microwave system and we want it done now. We want it right here and we want it right now. I was sick a few weeks ago. Man, I wanted to be better right now. And I tell you, I prayed. <laughs> Please, Jesus, make me feel better. <laughs> but it, it took a couple of weeks. And I didn't really understand what God was doing. You Because know, I needed to be here. I had a message prepared to share. And I thought, man, I was excited about it. I was ready to, to share a, a word from God. And I'm still going to share that word uh, in a couple of weeks. But then all of a sudden, I was just sicker than I could have ever felt so good, thankful Mr. Allen over here called him Saturday morning and said, I got to bow out. <laughs> I hope you're ready. And he was, right? He did a good job. Praise God for Mr. Allen. The thing is, we have to remember that it's in God's timing. And no matter what we do, we have to trust that he's in control. Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen says this. He says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Psalm 25.5 says, Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation, for I wait all the day long. See, we're waiting and we're trusting that God is in control. We have an understanding that God has commanded us to do some very specific things, to take some steps. And He'll ordain, ordain those moments and help us to understand See, when God tells us to do something, we just need to do it. See, it's in our obedience that we will conquer, that we will overcome the greatest of obstacles, the biggest of walls. And we can't expect to do things in our lives if we're not being obedient, if we're not listening and paying attention. We have to trust Him. Well, you might be asking yourself, well, what should I do? What does obedience look like? Well, that brings us to our last point. And this is what I want to tell you to do. This is what I believe God is telling us to do. He's telling us to go. He's telling us to move forward and not stand by idle. He's telling us to take a step of faith and move beyond ourselves and trust him. He is saying, go, move, become who I'm calling you to become. Take the steps. Listen to what he says here in verses 6 and 7. He says, So Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant. There's action there. And let seven priests bear seven trumpets of rams, rams horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he says this to the people. He says, Go forward. Move. Do what I'm telling you to do. Let it be an act of faith. March around the city and let the armed men pass on before the ark of the Lord. See, this is the answer. It's obedience to God. See, God sets the stage. He gives us his commands. He shows us the script. Now it's up to you and I to be obedient and just go. Do what he's asking us to do. Follow his lead. Look at his word and know it. Rest in the truths and the promises and everything that God has given us. Live a life of obedience. Jesus tells us that if you love me, what? You'll obey my commands. See, that's how we show our love for Jesus. That's how we show our love for one another by living in his commands, by listening to what he wants for us. See, we just simply go. See, Joshua says, go forward forward. Do what God is telling you to do. See, you and I, and this happens probably too often, when we hit that wall, we look for reasons not to, don't we? I know I do. I know I'm guilty of that. When, when life gets super hard, I start to think about, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe, maybe I, I shouldn't take this step forward. Maybe I should just kind of go in my room and just hide for a while. See, I don't believe that's what God wants for us. I don't, I don't believe that's what God's commanding us to do. Because remember what he told Joshua. He says, This is what I command you. Joshua 1 night, He says, This is what I command you. He says, Go in your room and hide. No, he didn't say that, right? You paying attention? Come on. He didn't say that. He says, Be strong and courageous. That's a command from God. That's a command for you. That's a command for me. He says, be strong and courageous and know that I will be with you wherever you go. Keyword go. Be obedient to what God is calling us to do. Let's live our lives for our Savior. Let's love for our Savior. Let's serve for our Savior because it's all about Jesus Christ and what God wants to do through His Son and through you and I. See, all of this that's transpiring, all of this stage that God has set before us, all of it points to Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation, God guides us and He ordains moments and He takes us to certain places, to certain points. And yes, sometimes we will face a wall. But we go and we live in obedience and we love in Jesus' name. We serve in Jesus' name and we live in Jesus' name. Amen? I want to leave us this morning with this last passage. It's a familiar one, but it's Jesus reminding us of everything that we're learning through God's Old Testament. The, the Israelites have learned Jesus came and he showed us. And I want to read this passage to us, but I want to not just read it, but as you listen to it, I want to ask you to do something. I want to ask you to respond to it. All right? I'm not going to ask you to stand up and move around this morning i want going to say that for next week. Just to give you a heads up. But I'm going to ask you to respond to it, okay? See, God has set the stage. God has given you His commands. Now He's asking you to be obedient. He's asking you to respond. How are you going to respond this morning? Well, I want to challenge you. Because sometimes when we say we're going to do something, if we just tell ourselves, nine times out of ten, we don't do it. But when we tell others, when we live in community, when we live together, and we share with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, and we say, hey, this is what God's asking me to do, how He's asking me to to step out in faith, we're more likely to do that. So I want to ask you to do this this morning. However God is asking you to respond, I want you to take that little info card and write it down. Put your name on it. It's not private. I've got to tell people and, and write it down. And if, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. But I want to ask you this before you go away from here today or sometime this week. I want you to tell somebody. What's your next step? What's the step of faith that God has for you? whether it be to serve in a ministry, whether it be to be a part of a ministry, whether it be to disciple someone, whether it be whatever. You fill in the blank because I believe that God is asking you to do something. God is commanding you to live in obedience to Him. Listen to this passage. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 28. Jesus says this. He says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore... And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I will be with you always till the end of the age. There it is. God's command, God's promise, God's stage. It's all summed up in that. How will you respond? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you this morning that, uh, Lord, that you love us, that you love us so much. Lord, that you've offered us your son, Jesus Christ, not only for the forgiveness of our sins, Father, but the reminder of the depth of your love for us as, as your creation. Lord, Jesus paid a price for us that we celebrate every week. We are so grateful that that you would send your son to die on a cross so that we can have forgiveness of sin, so that we can turn from an old life that just brings misery, sorrow, and sadness to a life that is full of joy. See, because we find our greatest pleasures and our greatest joy in you when we sit in your presence, when we walk with you, and when we live for you. Lord, you are calling each and every one of us to something. Lord, I pray this morning as you stir our hearts, as your spirit speaks to us, Lord, that we would walk in step with your spirit and that we would be obedient to your commands, to the things that you have for us, Father. Lord, that we would see the stage that you set before us and that we would listen to your commands and that we would just go and do the things that you've offered us live our lives for you, for your glory not for our own, that we would love in Jesus' name, that we would serve in Jesus' name, and that we would live a life of faith in Jesus' name. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory, and we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., for directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.